Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and welcome to Episode 8 of your favorite quarterly podcast, The Seasonal Anime Checkup. I'm your host as always, Jared, and welcome, especially for you first-time listeners or you concurrent listeners. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hitting that play button. Thanks for listening to me talk about anime for, you know, about an hour or so. So, if you've, if you've been here before, you know what to expect. We're going to talk about previous season of anime, if I can use my words right. We're going to talk about the forthcoming season of anime. Also, in between, we're going to talk about movies, the backlog, and for the first time ever, since this is the, you know, it's the first episode of 2016, but also a kind of finale episode to wrap up 2015, we're going to look at the top 10 anime of 2015. First time ever on the podcast, which, you know, probably will become a recurring thing at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, whichever, whenever these, you know, winter or fall, winter season episodes come out. So yeah, there you go. If you're a first time listener, that's exactly all we're going to do. And that's basically it. So uh, thanks again for, for tuning in. If you're listening on soundcloud.com slash markoutdarkout, youtube.com. I don't think I have a URL for that yet, but there's a seasonal anime checkup YouTube channel if you can find that, or if you're listening to it on there, you know where you're at. Uh, you can listen to it on iTunes if you search for Markout Darkout, and on the website if you go to seasonalanimecheckup.com/podcast, you'll be right there, and you'll have multiple ways to listen to this podcast. Also, thanks again for people tuning in to the previous episode. Another big listen rate on that one. I appreciate it. And also, here's a forewarning for everyone. There's probably going to be spoilers at some point during one of these discussions or recaps of an episode or of an episode of a series. Excuse me. So if if I begin to talk about something and you're like, "Whoa, I was planning on watching that," or I'm in the middle of watching that, you should probably skip ahead because there may be spoilers. So just a warning. So let's dive into let's dive into episode eight. Usually we take in thoughts and opinions from other people, but unfortunately flying solo today so this is going to be it's going to be all my opinion so <laughs> that could be either a good or bad thing for you but to start things off let's take a look back at the entirety of 2015 and list off the top 10 anime of 2015 now there are a few caveats for how i'm doing criteria in order to list the shows that i feel like are qualified for this list that's all i was saying list there so, first thing, the show had to finish in 2015, obviously. If a show started in 2014, like say it started in fall season 2014, then it expanded into winter 2015, that's eligible. If your series is ongoing right now and is going to go into 2016, you're not eligible for this year. But the 2016 list, you will be eligible. So that's basically kind of what, you know, what I'm going for with here. And I know, you know, Top 10 lists are so subjective and they're kind of silly, but hey, I just do those. So we're going to do another one right here. Starting in at number 10, the ten be- the 10th best anime of 2015, Yamanakun and the Seven Witches, a.k.a. Yamanakun to Seven in Nomaho. Number 9, Sound Euphonium, a.k.a. Hibiki Euphonium. Number 8, Death Parade. Number 7, Shikatsu Wakimi no Uso, a.k.a. Your Lie in April. Number six, Noragami Aragoto. Number five, One Punch Man. Number four, Ori Monogatari, 
aka my love story number three season three of working number two baby step season two and the best anime of 2015 also an award-winning anime as i found out like a month or so ago shirabako which i mean if you've listened to past episodes of the seasonal anime checkup you kind of saw that one coming considering how highly i praise that show so there you go those are the 10 best anime in 2015 obviously my opinion is the best so you don't have to go find other people's opinions like they're not no that you don't know just 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 come to me i got the best opinions obviously <laughs> uh i might do a write-up like a full of a better write-up of that on the site at some point kind of giving like opinions like hey this is why this is here 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 blah 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 so that might go up it might not who knows also if you want to read another top 10 list there's a top 10 video games of 2015 list on seasonalanimecheckup.com so if you want to go check that out you know type that into your web browser and then click games and then you'll find what you're looking for also pause the podcast so you don't read and listen at the same time because i'll just get you confused they'll be like yeah either way let's talk about fall season 2015 there were shows that happened it I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say this was a, the best season of anime in 2015. There were some strong shows, obviously, because I mean, two of them hit the top ten list. But as an overall, eh. but let's dive in. Our first show has two names that are just seven thousand words long, essentially. Beautiful Bones, Sakurako's Investigation, A.K.A. Sakurako-san no Ashimoto ni Shitai ga Umateru. The first of two mystery genre shows this season. Beautiful Bones felt more like, more like case by case, more like a case by case mystery show. I completely was already missing words in my write-ups here than what the Perfect Insider was. Each week, depending on if the case was extended to the following week, Sakurako and Shotaro would embark on finding out the causes of mysteries that Bones they have found were hiding. All the while, there is an underlying story happening deep underneath the week-to-week cases. The animation in certain parts of the show was downright amazing, including Sakuraka's magical girl-esque put-rubber-gloves-on-and-get-ready-to-investigate scene. The series ends on a huge cliffhanger, which basically has to mean there's a season 2. If not, it would be criminal to end this ser- series on that note. I was kind of actually mad, because like, just the way that cliffhanger is, I was like, oh, how can you end this here? Like, you have to keep going. Like, just make make 12 more episodes right now. Go, go, go. But as of now, shrug shoulders. Who knows if there's anything else going to come out of that. hope so. I really like that show. Digimon Adventure Try, which is a movie, technically. So it should be in movies, you'd think. But we'll get into that here right now. Unfortunately, I still haven't finished the first part of Digimon Adventure Try, but from what I saw of it, the show definitely resonated on nostalgia. It is certainly strange that the way it is being released for English-speaking audiences in other, in other countries not named Japan is through a four-part miniseries covering how the movie went. But hey, that means we get to see it in a time frame that is a million times quicker than how movies from Japan are normally seen. I'll take it. Also, it had been 15 years since I'd last seen Digimon, so trying to keep track of who's who, especially discerning Japanese names to English names, was a bit challenging. But with how the English dub, the English dub of that show renamed characters, it was surprisingly not that bad. With how the past few years have been in terms of nostalgia with this, Sailor Moon Crystal, Dragon Ball Super, if Sunrise decides to redo Gundam Wing, I think all of my nostalgia buttons will be hit then. I really need to finish Digimon Adventure Try, which is kind of silly because it's only four episodes and I only watched the first two, but 
it's a good kind of beginning to that story, but I think just on the merits of the first four episodes alone, probably it's not going to be the best thing you'll see all year, but it'll certainly hit like all those nostalgia buttons, especially if you grew up watching Digimon like I did. Q Season 2, Volleyball Anime is back. Q Season 2 kicked off with some inter-team drama that made everybody worry. Oh, and also the team got a new manager and then learned a bunch of crazy new techniques that made them a more formidable team when it comes to tournament play. Season 2 also inspired me to finally break down and read the manga, which boy, from what I can tell, the second half of the season is going to go places. Though, with where the manga is right now, it's hard to discern where the cutoff point for Season 2 is going to be. Especially if they only go to 25 episodes like Season 1. Regardless, if you dug Season 1, you'll feel right back at home with Season 2 of Volleyball Anime. Or if you missed out, here's a perfect time to dive right in and see what the fuss is about. Yeah, Haikyuu didn't really drop off of quality you know, from going from Season 1 to Season 2, so it's still really, really good. And high up there in the echelon of sports animes. At least current sports anime, for sure. Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Iron-Blooded Orphans follows a similar model that a lot of Gundam shows have used in the past. Kids rebel from adults, have a Gundam, form their own militaristic unit to make a name for themselves. What separates Iron-Blooded Orphans from the rest is that it just feels raw. There's a reason this show got in trouble when it had the main character, whose age is unknown but probably a teenager of some sort, shoot a bunch of adults at point-blank range murdering them. There are also issues like child slavery, poverty, interplanetary relations, family, and more that are handled pretty well. Also, the mobile suit designs are pretty cool, and they don't use the prototypical beam weaponry that I've seen in a lot of Gundam series. It has certainly been an intriguing series thus far, and I'm very curious to see where the rest of the series season ends up. Also, going back to how this the show got in trouble, is basically, they do that scene where he's just like, point blank, just shoots dudes in the head. Like, these are adults, like, he's killing adults, and he's a kid, and, and, and like, People send in complaints about that. They're like, that shouldn't be in this show. This show's supposed to be marketed towards kids. Like, what are you doing? I was like, eh. I, yeah, I mean, I can kind of I can kind of see what these people complaining are coming from. Uh, also, on a side note, Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt debuted an OVA series, and that show is super stylish and cool. Plus, might have the most ridiculous line I've heard in a while with, if you hear the jazz, that means I'm coming for your it's a real goofy line. Noragami Aragoto. There were times during the season that I thought, man, Noragami Aragoto is the must-watch show of the season. I would say that still holds true, even though the rankings on the top 10 are kind of backwards in hindsight. But hey, whatevs. Because some of the plot lines in the season, especially for only a 13-episode run, were just phenomenal. Plus, some of the character development and growth with Yato and other characters just punctuates how good this show was. Especially compared to season one, which I liked, but not as much as I liked this season. Here was also another show that ended on a cliffhanger, teasing another season, which I would say it more than likely will receive. Plus, I knew that guy at the end there was a scumbag. You don't kiss girls who are crying out of nowhere. That's a total f boy move. Speaking of anime that featured on our top ten list, One Punch Man. It's the anime that saved anime. Oh, I, I guess I had to talk more. One Punch Man is fun. An action show about a hero that can obliterate everything and anything with one punch feels like it shouldn't have legs to go past one episode, but the 12-episode run here was some of the most entertaining anime I've seen all year. I think one of the unfortunate side effects of this show getting popular, especially with English-speaking audiences, is that it will receive blowback with people 
with people blah, blah, and have people hated due to its popularity. Look, if you've yet to see the show, drown that out and form your own opinion. More than likely, you'll end up having a lot of fun and see the most some of the most ridiculous characters you've seen in a while. And boy, there are some ridiculous characters in that show. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. The Perfect Insider, a.k.a. Sibetega Efni Naro, rounding out the mystery gamut this season. The Perfect Insider was a show with one mystery that people were trying to figure out. The premise essentially revolves around a locked door murder and having the characters try and figure out exactly what happened. I thought the mystery aspect of the show was enticing and entertaining, but it certainly felt like a show that could have benefited with fewer episodes since there were quite a few times where the show just dragged on. I'm not sure how I feel about the ending since I didn't actually realize the show was over. I feel like that could have been done better since everything was kind of resolved, but also kind of not. That's just the nature of Beast with Mysteries, though. Shrug shoulders. Also, a word of note, the working season 3 slash series finale came out a week or two ago, actually. And uh, I just wanted to like briefly comment on that. Super, super fun. Great way to end that series. Plus, you know, it ends how you'd expect, and it's a happy one, so. It's basically what you would want from that series finale. Anyways, that's uh, that's basically all I watched in fall of season 2015. Also, I, I tried to watch K Return of Kings. I dropped off that real quick, mostly because I was like, eh. And then the fan service in that show just got ridiculous. So, Also, Attack on Titan Junior High, I watched a few episodes of that. It was charming, but then the gimmick kind of wears thin after a few episodes, and you're like, eh, okay. At least it's not as bad as the manga at times was. I can give it I can give it that much credit. Let's talk about movies. The Kaiokai no Kanata Mirai Hin finale movie, aka Beyond the Boundary. The finale movie for Kyokai or Kyokai no Kanata finally arrived for English speaking audiences, and it was a roller coaster of emotions. Mirai was finally able to resolve everything, though she never gets her memory from the original series back, which is kind of weird, but everything ends up happy for her and Akihito. If this is the way the series is going to end, I'd certainly say this is the way for the show to go out on a high note. The action was intense, and the emotions ran high throughout that at times, and it didn't seem like a happy ending would even be possible. Maybe a second season will eventually come, but I'd say that's about as likely as K on season 3. F*** you, Kyoto Animation. Those, yeah, that, that movie's real good. Also, real sad. Especially if you've know if you watched the original series. Or I guess you could have watched the, the first movie, which is essentially a recap episode, and then changes the anime ending to more to go more in line with how this movie goes. Since the recap, or re, not recap episode, recap movie ends with her basically not having her memory from the original series anymore. So, like, when her and Akihito meet on the roof, she's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, sh**. Another sad movie that came out this year. Or, yeah, I think that came out this year. Anyways, it came out this season for English-speaking audiences. The Love Live School Idol movie. Here's yet another sad movie that became available for English-speaking audiences to watch. Also, another finale to a series. A lot of how this movie plays is if you invested the time to watch the first two seasons of the anime, and if you did, it pays off in full here. The Love Life movie is, is fun and also follows the trope of, oh, it's an anime movie, let's send the characters to America or overseas. There are, also, there are some goofy side plots like Hanukkah finding the same singer in both New York and back home, but overall, this was a good way to put close the lid on Love Live. Plus, this made me start playing School Idol Festival again, which might be a bad thing if I actually think about it. 
I played a lot about I played a lot of that game last year, like way too much, way too much. And also let's dive into some backlog stuff here, which I I felt like I watched a lot more backlog stuff than I actually wrote down here, but I can't necessarily remember <laughs> anything else that I watched. So we're just gonna go with these two shows. Let's start with Clannad and After Story. Oh boy, Clannad. As friend of the podcast, Haley can attest to, I had a lot of thoughts about Clannad when watching it. The first season is good. It can kind of drag at times, and certain arcs are pretty bad compared to others, but the overall development of the Tomoya and Nagasa relationship works well. Then, after story starts, and just... Man. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens in after story. A lot of it is pretty convoluted and also not great. It also doesn't really help that the last half of the season is just poorly explained and executed that I that I finished After Story more confused than I did feeling like I got any enjoyment out of it. There are parts of After Story that are good, but you have to also get through plot points that are retreads of storylines that you also you already seen in season one. I didn't end up getting the game to see if they will be maybe a bit better, but time will tell in terms of that. So if I were to recommend this, maybe just watch season one and then stop. Also, the game's like fifty dollars, so. That's ridiculously expensive for a visual novel. Good thing I had I, I sold that knife I got from CS:GO, which was like a hundred bucks, so I could buy that and not spend actual real money on it. Oh boy, Sailor Moon R and Sailor Moon Super. The more I watch Sailor Moon, the more I'm kicking myself for not seeing it when I was younger. Though that might be a good thing, since I would have had to experience the Deke dub, which is not good. Sailor Moon R expanded on expanded upon the first season and introduced time travel to the series. Also, Chibiusa comes in, falls, comes in and falls on Usagi, and then pulls a gun on her. <laughs> you can't come up with a crazier introduction than that. Plus, there is Neo Crystal Tokyo, which is just a dope name. Usagi, by the end of R, kicks a ton of ass after seeing a few of the enemies get killed, since it can't be the end of a Sailor Moon season without people dying, apparently. Then R ends up with a recap episode, which is certainly not what I expected. I also just barely started Sailor Moon Super, which has also been a ton of fun thus far. Mostly because it introduced the cousins, who are totally not into each other. Nope, they are just cousins. It's amazing how Deke was able to pull, the, pull that off in terms of changing Haruka and Michiru's characters, because just from the few episodes, it's pretty obvious how those two feel about each other. Plus, S starts off with a bang, with basically all the sailors since she getting their ass kicked, and then Haruka and Michiru coming in, coming in and f***ing up. Even with all of this progress watching, I'm still about 100 episodes behind where the current episodes Hulu is posting are. One day, I'll get there. Also, Sailor Moon Super has like introduced a brilliant amount of goofy Usagi faces throughout like just the first five episodes or for first four or five episodes. I was like, "Bravo, <laughs> way to go, animation team!" <laughs> uh, that's fall season twenty fifteen in a nutshell. Let's uh, let's dive into winter season twenty sixteen, which is I think this is the first time. We've ever done a seasonal anime checkup podcast and done a preview of the next season where none of the shows have actually debuted yet. Because mostly, I think in part just because, you know, the ending of fall and winter kind of coincides with Christmas and New Year. So shows kind of take a break in between there. And it's a little bit more of an extended break than usual because usually it'll be like maybe a week in between fall and or one season and another season ending before shows get back on the air. But this one is just like, hey. There are shows right here I'm looking at that will start four days from now, 12 days from now, and eight days from now, so shrug shoulders. Anyways, let's get into this. Let's see what's happening in uh, winter 2016. 
Starting off with Active Raid Kido Kiyoshitsu Dai Hake. Also, I forgot to mention, I'm going to butcher names and words. So, fair warning on that. This is from Production IMS. An original anime set in a part of Tokyo that has descended into a quagmire. The story follows Unit 8 of the 5th Special Public Security Section Section's 3rd Mobile Suit Assault Division. Oof. Popularly called the 8th, who don powered armor, will wear, not we wear, exoskeletons to counter the risk and crime. Assistant Inspector Asame Kazuri is assigned to the 8th with the task of ass assessing, that's my phone going off, the unit's status and reporting it to her superiors. But her true goal is to rehab is to rehabilitate the sloppy, haphazard, justiceless group. Ajin from Polygon Pictures. For high schooler K and for at least 46 others, immortality comes at, as the nastiest surprise ever. Sadly for K, such a feat doesn't make him a superhero. In the eyes of both the general public and governments, he's a rare specimen who needs to be hunted down and handed over to scientists to be experimented on for life. A demi-human who must die a thousand deaths for the benefit of humanity. That doesn't sound like a fun time. Akigame no Shirayuke Hime 2, second season of that, from Bones. Anasatsu Kiyoshitsu, aka Assassination Classroom Season 2, from Lursh. Ao no Kanata no 4 Rhythm, from Gonzo. The story is set on an archipelago of four islands, far south of Japan, or even the South Seas. It is all but a different world from modern Japan. From the discovery of anti-gravitons came the dream invention of anti-graviton shoes that let people fly the skies. They introduce people to a new realm by enabling flight with just one's own body strength, without feathers or engines. That was, actually, that was the ending of a sentence there. This led to the rise of the sport of flying circus. The protagonist, who once hoped for a future in this sport, suffered a setback due to an overwhelming defeat and withdrew from the sport for this and some other reason. However, he met the transfer student, Asuka Kirishina, and in, and in teaching her to fly the skies, the old passion returned. He takes part in the flying circus again. Boko Dakai ga Inai Machi... From A1 Pictures. Satoru Fujinuma is a 29-year-old manga artist struggling to make a name for himself following his debut. But that was not the only thing in his life that Satoru was feeling frustrated about. He has a unique supernatural ability of being forced to prevent deaths and catastrophes by being sent back in time before the incident occurred, repeating time until the accident is prevented. One day, he gets involved in an accident that has him framed as a murderer. Desperate to save the victim, he sends himself back in time only to find himself as a grade schooler one month before fellow classmate... Kayo Hinazuki went missing. Satoru now embarks on a new quest to save Kayo. Kayo. Whatever. Same same difference. <laughs> and solve the mystery behind her disappearance. Bubuki Buranaki from Sanzegan. Sanzegin. When Azuma Ike returns to Japan after 10 years, he gets assaulted by a group of armed men and becomes their prisoner. Kokune Asabuki. A childhood friend saves him with a weapon on her right hand, known as Bubuki, a weapon with its own mind. Azma Ike, who is a Bubuki user himself, learns about the existence of Bubuki and goes on a journey alongside the companions he has found in an attempt to find and revive Uemai, a Buranaki titan who sleeps underground. Dagashi Kashi from Feel. It's going to give you all the feels. Shikata Kokonatsu's father owns a rural sweets shop and his plan is for Kokonatsu to take it over one day. However, Kokonatsu wants to be a manga artist instead. One day in summer, the cute but weird girl Shidare Hotaro from the famous sweets company comes to pay a visit. Apparently, Kokonatsu's father is famous and she wants to join her family's company. However, she will only agree if she can convince Kokonatsu to take over the family business. I feel like I've seen that manga floating around 
recently because that sounds real familiar <laughs> dimension w from studio 3hz or 3 hertz in the year 2071 the world's energy problems seem solved by a network of cross-dimensional electric fields electric field inductors coils that extract energy from a seemingly infinite source that source is a w dimension a fourth plane that exists beyond the x y and z dimensions in this world unofficial illegal coils harness powers that the police can't hope to counter Dealing with these coils is the job of coil-hating repo man Kyoma, who's running, who's run in with the unique coil on Android Mira, leads the two to form a reluctant partnership. Divine Gate, from Studio Piero. When the Divine Gate opened, the living world, the heavens, and the underworld became connected, ushering an era of chaos where desires and conflict intersect. To restore the world, to restore order, the World Council is formed. As peace is restored, the Divine Gate becomes an urban legend. In that world, boys and girls deemed fit by the World Council are gathered. They are ones who aim to reach the gate for their personal objectives. Those who reach the gate can remake the world. What lies beyond the gate? When they reach the door, will the world change? Will it be the past that changed? Or will it be the future? Dun 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 dun! Also apparently that's a video game. Durarara 2 X2 Ketsu, the third part of Durarara Season 2. I'm pretty sure last time we did a preview of <laughs> a part of Durarara season two. I was like, "That's eh, the final part." Not gonna say anything that time or this time because who knows at this point? Fairy Tale Zero from A1 Pictures. Many years ago, Mavis Vermilion was a servant on Sirius Island, mistreated by a guildmaster and his daughter Zira. But Mavis or Mavis, we'll go with Mavis, stayed positive because her mother once told her that fairies never visit people who cry about their problems. When the guild came under attack, Mavis pulled Zero from the wreckage into the forest. Seven years went by, and the powerful wizards Warred Sequin, Precht, and Yuri Dreyer arrived on the island seeking a powerful jade gemstone. This journey would change the course of magical history. This prequel, this prequel series depicts the founding of the Fairy Tale Guild. I've never seen Fairy Tale, so all that's just like, whoop, over my head. <laughs> Genbare Lulu Lolo third season from Fanworks. The anime centers around the daily life of two twin bear sisters, the orange-colored Lulu and the yellow-colored Lolo. The two take on new jobs and despite the occasional failure and tears, give their best efforts. Gate Jetai Konoshi Nite Kaku Tatakerei 2 from A1 Pictures, second season of Gate. Hi to Gensu no Grimgar from A1 Pictures. Living isn't easy, ain't that the truth. When Haruhito awakens, he's in the dark. He doesn't know where he is. Why he is here, and where he come from, where he where he came from? Excuse me. Around him, there are several men and women who have the same circumstances. Together, they advance forward away from the darkness, and in a world they've never seen before, called Grimgar, spreads out before them. Memories, money, special powers. This is the reality we who have none of these things have attained. Harushika Haruta Tachika wa Seishun Suru from PA Works, anime adaptation of the Harushika series novels by Sei Hatsuno which revolve around two high school students named Haruta and Shika, who are members of a wind instrument club that is on the verge of being shut down. The two are childhood friends, and they spend their days practicing hard while also trying to recruit new members. When a certain incident happens within their school, they work together to solve it. I feel like that's the plot of, like, 7,000 different anime series. Like, holy crap. Itachi Shinden Hikari to Yami. The series will center around the past life of Itachi, the older brother of Sasuke Uchihara. That's like a that's a Naruto thing, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Kono Subarashi Sekai ni Shukufufu Wo. 
The popular alternate world home comedy series centers around Kazuma Sato, a Hikamore shut-in, diehard fan of games, anime, and manga. A traffic accident, accident brings his disappointingly brief life to an end, or it should have, but he wakes and sees a beautiful girl who introduces, who introduces herself as a goddess. Hey, I have some good news. Would you like to go to an alternate world? You may bring one thing you like with you. He responds, so I'll bring you. With that, he is transported to another world, and his great adventure subjugating the demon king begins. The first, But first, the hard work of finding food, clothing, and shelter begins. Kazuma wants to live in peace, but the goddess raises one problem after another. And then the demon king's army has his eyes set on him. Trouble, 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 trouble. Kokoko no Pandora from Studio Gokumi. In an age where large-scale natural disasters frequently happen all over the world, when cyborgs and, and, and autonomous robots are beginning to appear on the market and technologically advanced nations and major world powers complete for, compete for techn technology and resources, the divide between rich and poor grows and the future for the poor looks bleak. That's a long sentence. Holy sh**. In this transitional stage, everyone wanders around in a self... Trying to get my scroll bar back. Self-indulgent days and the way out isn't clear. This is the story of how two cybernetically enhanced girls meet. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Luck and Logic from Dogakobo. In LC 922, people face a sudden crisis. In Tetra Heaven, the land of legend, a hundred years of war had come to close. The gods who lost the war searched for a new place to live and found it in Septipia, the human world which they proceeded to attack. The, log the Logicalists attached to ALCA, a special police agency whose duty it was to protect cities from assaults by foreigners, angels, were compelled to act in defense of cities, whether they wished to or not. And depending on their ability, Logicalists could in initiate trance with goddesses from the other worlds and stand a fighting chance on the battlefield. A civilian named Yoshichika Tsurugi, who lacked logic and lived happily with his family, was caught up in an attack and took shelter among with many people. He meets a beautiful goddess named Athena. In her, in her hands, she had the logic that Yoshishika had lacked, and now both Yoshishika and Athena head to their destiny. Maho Sukai Precure. Isn't this like the Precure series? With the magic words, cure up Rapapa, the two worlds will now be connected from Toei Animation. I think that is. Also, I think I saw something about that where like they did some weird stuff remaking that show or something. I don't know. Musaganin no Phantom World from Kyoto Animation. The story takes place in the near future in a world born of human imagination. While humans would call ghosts or monsters appear and they come to be called phantoms. The main character, Haruhiko Ichijo, is a first year at Hosei Academy, along with his upperclassman, Mai Kawakame, who fights phantoms with the ability, the ability spirit of five elements. Izume, Izu, Izumi Rine, who has the ability Phantom Meter and Koito Minase, who fights phantoms in solitude. They experience the ups and downs of high school life before a certain incident leads them to the truth of this world. So is that like Kyokai no Kanata, but not? It's a Kyoto animation show, so I'll probably still check it out. Norn 9, Norn plus Nonage from Kinema Citrus. Citrus, yeah. The story takes place a little in the future. Guided by one particular song, young elementary school student Suzuhara Sorata from the, from the Heisai era, I probably just horribly butchered that, is, through, is warped through a time skip to an unfamiliar place that looks much like the towns from the Meiji or Taisho period from his textbooks. In this world, he meets three young ladies and nine young men and joins them on a journey aboard the mysterious Norn ship, a giant globe that floats in midair. Nurse witch Komuji-chan R from Tatsunoko Productions. 
Komugi Yoshida is, somewhat, is a somewhat clumsy second-year middle school student whose strong, strong point is her spiritedness. She performs as an idol like Kokona Sayanji, her classmate and close friend, and Tsukasa Kisaragi, an idol who dresses in male clothing. However, unlike Kokona, whose popularity is skyrocketing, Tsukasa with her charisma and male attire, Komugi's only gigs are low-end ones like those at the local shopping district. Still, Komugi has her dream, as she lives her dual life as an idol and a middle school girl. One day, a mysteriously injured, a mysterious injured creature named Usapi appears before Komugi. Komugi gives Usapi medical treatment, and Usapi, in consideration of Komugi's kindness, asks if she wants to be a legendary girl who can use magical powers. Of course. Oops. Having become a reluctant legendary girl, Komugi battles strange masked figures who suddenly appear. As a newly deemed magical nurse, she fights still more waves of masked figures. Meanwhile, a magical maid, a magical sister, and more appear to make it a three-way battle. Can Komugi handle the three roles of magical schoolgirl, idol, and magical nurse? Or middle school girl, not magical school girl. And what lies ahead in these battles and her dream? Oh, this next one's kind of disappointing. Fantasy Star Online 2, the animation from Telecom Animation Film. It's an adaptation of the Fantasy Star Online 2 series, or story. I talked about this when, when playing Dengeki Bunko, because there's Fantasy Star Online 2 stuff in there, but man... Sega did not want to bring that game out to the United States or what? Holy crap. Oof. Prince of Stride, alternative from Madhouse Studios. The series revolves around a closed-down stride club at Honan Academy. First-year high school students Takaro Fujiwara and Nana Sakurai attempt to restart the club, but they must recruit six members for the team. They ask Riku Yagami to join, but he turns them down by saying that stride is one of the things he doesn't want to do. However, Takaru and Nana drag Riku into the club room to try to convince him. Rekenzen Hoshikuzu Tache no Utage from Studio Dean. Since its founding in the year 4233 of the Nine Provinces calendar, the Spirit Sword Clan has been producing first-class martial arts talent. 2,000 years later, the clan which adheres to the principles of peace and spiritual development seeks to find, a new, di seeks to find new disciples by holding a grand tournament. One of those candidates is 12-year-old Wang Lu. I hope this like Wong instead of Wang. <laughs> I had pronounced there. Rilu, Rilu, Fairlu, Yosai no Door from Studio Dean. A collaborated multimedia character project between Sega Toys and Sanrio that will include a TV, anime, merchandise, books, a game, and events. In the franchise's story, Fairlu are fairies of flowers, insects, mermaids, or other entities that are born from Fairlu seeds. Each Fairlu is born with their own key, and they must search to find and open the door that fits only their key. Once fairly pass through the doors, they mature. The doors are also related to the human world. Saijaku Muhai no Bahamut from Lursh. The story of the light novel revolves around Lux, a former prince of an empire named Arcadia that was overthrown via rebellion five years earlier. Lux accidentally trespasses in a female dormitory's bathing area, sees the kingdom's new princess Lisharte naked, and incurs her wrath. Lisharte then challenges Lux to a drag ride duel. Drag rides are an ancient armored mechanical weapons that have been... A excavated from ruins all around the world of course lux used to be called the strongest drag knight but now he's known as the undefeated weakest drag knight because he will unfortunately absolutely not attack a battle after his duel with lisharte lux ends up attending the female only academy that trains royals to be dragon knights or drag knights i can already tell just by the tags in this of genre i just like edgy fantasy harem romance it's like nope <laughs> Swartz Markin from Linden Films. 
The events in Schwarzmarken take place in 1983. The East German Army's 666 TSF squadron, Schwarzmarken, Black Marks, are a special forces unit targeted with assaulting beta forces through unconventional tactics. Specifically, they target Lux and Magnus Lux. Did these two shows this crossover? To deny the beta to the advantage of ranged firepower. Their orders are given the topmost priority, such that it is common practice for the 666 to ignore allied distress calls that will result in de deviation from their original mission, even if only for a short moment. The 666 squadron mostly operates MiG-21s with their squadron commander Iris Dene Bernhard piloting a MiG-21PF. Shoujo Tache wa Koya, Koya wo Mizasu from Project Number 9. In the story, Buntaro is a student who wants to be something, but doesn't know what. One day, his female classmate, Sayuki, announces she is working on a bishoujo game. Sayuki scouted him because he wrote in a good script for Drama Club, but Buntaro doesn't know anything about bishoujo games. <laughs> the genre on here is just, school. Thanks. <laughs> and finally, Showa Genroko Rakugo Shinju from Studio Dean. The first story revolves around a mature prisoner who was released on good behavior during Japan's Showa Genroko era, 1960s to early 70s. He is called Yotaro by others, a term that means an anti-hero or dim-witted man. When he returns to society, he starts a new life in Rukugo comic storytelling. Touched by Yakumo's role as the Grim Reaper, he asks the master to take him on as an apprentice. And then here's your fall leftovers, which will be going on into winter. Garu, Haikyuu, Heavy Object, Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron Blood Orphans, Osomatsu-san, and then Utoare Mono. Our first episode of Osumasu-san, which is now they basically banned because of all the <laughs> parodies in it. That first episode is something else. Whew. And then we got some TV shorts. Katsuki Gata Kun 4, Kono Danshi Maho Ga Oshigato Des, Maho Sojo Nante Moi Deskura. Sure, we'll go with that. Me Mom Mint, <laughs> Nijiro Days, Ojisan to Marshmallow. Oyasan wa Shishunki, Oshiete Garuko-chan, Seku Boys. Oh god, this so this one is weird, because I saw a preview for this uh, a couple weeks ago. It's about a idol unit of statues. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Sushi Police, which is a great name. Tabimachi Late Show, TQ7, and Yama Shibai 3. And then also there's movies, because of course there's movies. There's always movies. Code Geass, the... There's a movie for that, or it's a fifth episode of something. It says fifth episode, so I don't know. Digimon Adventure Try 2, Ketsu, Kizu Monogatari. There's a new Initial D movie. Uh, the, the fourth Persona 3 movie, Winter of Rebirth, which maybe that'll be the last one. Maybe it won't. It all depends on if they do the answer or not, really. Precure All-Stars. Prepara movie, Selector Destructed Resource, and that's about all I recognize. And then some OVAs. There's an Akagame no Shira Yukehime one. There's a Charlotte one, Prison School, Koyo Mimono, Mimono Gatari. Oh, that's a mouthful. Osumasu san OVA, Idol Master one. And then some other ones that I just don't recognize. And they're probably just ones that are from, you know, this season. So. That makes sense. That's winter 2016. Let's take a brief look at spring 2016. See if there's anything crazy happening, happening there that I can recognize 
firstly. Oh yeah, the Ace Attorney anime starts in spring. Uh, there's a new JoJo. What else? There's a new Macross. That's weird. There should be other stuff that I, they that may just not be on upon here yet. That's that's possibly true. So yeah, that's a brief look at summer or spring. Excuse me, 2016. Real hype for the Ace Attorney anime. Real hype for that. And uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it. That's the seasonal anime checkup episode eight. We looked at fall season 2015, top 10 anime of 2015, winter season 2016. It's gonna gonna have to remember to discern years between those two. And uh, that's gonna do it for another seasonal anime checkup episode. Ugh, another episode of the seasonal anime checkup. So uh, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. If you got this far, if not, then you're not even hearing any of this. So that's a bummer. Uh, if you wanna go, if you wanna read up on stuff that I write about anime and video games all that stuff go to seasonalanimecheckup.com there's a bunch of stuff on there i finally wrote that baby steps piece that i've been i talked about last episode and then wrote it like a couple weeks ago because i'm real bad about that stuff well school got real busy as well uh there's some stuff about games there like i said top 10 games 2015 i wrote a review about sybil which is a really good game you should play and then there's probably gonna be some other stuff that goes up over the course of the next few months as well there's a there's an article i've been thinking about for a while that I want to write, but I have to finish the game it's about first and then do a bunch of uh, investigation and stuff about that. And then, you know, there'll probably be other stuff that I'll think about in between now and the next time we, 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 we chat again. So who knows? Also, you can follow me on Twitter at ragbag, follow me on Tumblr, jerryclemens.tumblr.com, youtube.com slash ragbag315. If you want to watch me play video games, that's fun. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. That's seasonal anime checkup episode number eight. We will meet again in spring, right? Yeah, spring. It'll be a lot warmer then. That's going to be a good thing, even though this winter has been kind of warm. Maybe it'll be real cold then. That'd be a bummer. Either way, thanks for watching. Not watching. Listening. Listening. You're not watching anything unless you're just watching the screen. That's That'd be... Hey, whatever. I'm not going to judge. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you in the spring for another rousing edition of your favorite quarterly anime podcast, The Seasonal anime checkup.